Welcome in everyone to a very special edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Two niggas on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have a very special guest. It's not a special not guest. Not even a guest. Not even a guest. He's actually the third leg of this table, I guess you would say. Tripod at this point. It's a tripod at this point, but eventually it will very be a table. table. Exactly. It's the La Mesa, pie. as they say in Spanish. Uh, it's Kevin Atkins. The prodigal son has returned. <laughs> Gotta say Kevin Atkins with his, you know, first and last name because there's another Kevin that will be joining us at he, some he point. He's not Kevin, though. He figures. Yeah, <laughs> very true, very true, very true. I am Kevin, the one. Uh, Kev, do you want to get into why you weren't on the first two episodes? Yeah, because y'all fools decided to do it when I wasn't here. And All that time. We he got responsibilities. Yeah. Yes. Plus, I have a child. I'm like, you. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, hey, so we know we uh, don't in this country at least. Oh, oh there, okay, okay. Well, that's you, know I mean? you <laughs> That's the type of show it's going to be today. Uh, well, <laughs> well, it actually was a very, very special day today. We inaugurated a new president, guys. Yep, uh, Joe Biden, Vice President Harris. Uh, Madam we, Vice President. Madam Vice President. We got our first gentleman, first dude, first man, whatever you want to call him. You call no, him he's, nothing. He's the second man. Yeah. Not the first man. Second man, second gentleman, second dude. Whatever. He had a nigga married to Kamala Harris. That's, <laughs> that's a, a kick ass job. Yep. Hey. That's exactly. That's, that's, a, that's goals. That's what? That's a. That's I'm the backup quarterback for yep, You know what I mean? Um, but we got to start with the best part about the inauguration. Bernie Sanders. Or was it the shoes, the Jordans? I mean, there was so much. So we got we got to start with was it the Everybody got a pair of J's. Was it the yours? I mean, if you got money then yeah. True. I ain't have a couple thousand on them. <laughs> was it the Michelle Obama first lady, now first lady Dr. Jill Biden? Was it their coats, their pea coats? Okay, was it the right Jordans? Now. Was it Bernie Sanders and his meme with his mittens looking like he has For the else? first lady, the new one, I didn't even notice her at all. Next, next month. Michelle killed it. Michelle was great. She walked in there. We, but we knew that. That's what that's what they do. Michelle and Barack reminded people what it like, what class. That's like the moment mm-hmm. they walked in. That's not that's not a shot at Biden or Harris. But when nah, the Obamas just, walked you know, in, we got a different kind of swag. A little, little swaggy. That's all that is. That's uh, all that is. Victor, besides the Jordans, what were your, what was your biggest takeaway from the swearing of Joe Biden as our new president here in the United States? Honestly, I think it would have to be the memes for Bernie Sanders. Like. <laughs> This could be an email. Like, <laughs> like Bernie looked like he was just like, yeah, I'm here for, for just like for like my, my check real quick and I'm out. Like Ernie, won't get, he was about to work already. He's ready to work. I have to say my biggest takeaway is um, the fact that Alex Rodriguez, oh, okay. <laughs> as great as he is, is sitting up there. Right? Even though J-Lo ass still can't sing for shit. I mean, it was pretty interesting. A lot of people noticed that J-Lo followed mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Which everyone was like, Lady Gaga is probably a superior singer. She is. She is. That shit was terrible. Too. <laughs> I mean, they could have picked some better vocalists or yeah. whatever. Beyonce could have came out of her cave or whatever. I was surprised she didn't come out. Sang Amazing Grace or something. You know, Beyonce was like, mm, if it was the Obamas. She'd be like, I'll be here for Kamala, not for you. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. When she runs the president. Yeah, she's know. like, I'll be there for that one. Girls run the world. She yeah, oh, my. There we go. Oh, she's going to have court. I'll oh, be. it's going to be it's gonna be <laughs> the Howard Bands walking out with her and stuff. You by by that, that, for Jay-Z. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, to yeah, Bob yeah, the head. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sasha and Malia might be backup dancers by that time. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, they could be. Uh, I think the biggest thing that my biggest takeaway... First of all, one goes to Michigan. They're not twins, but yes. Secret respect. Service might hear this shit, bro. You first stop playing with them. 
how how okay? They can be backup dancers. What, that's not something bad to say. Same hey, with Beyonce. IRS come knock on your door for somebody you don't know. Why about I would uh, IRS knock on hey, my door? Hey, hey, you're playing with the wrong people. Capone. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you're playing with the wrong people, bro. Shit, you I ain't no Al Capone. <laughs> I think you might the, have syphilis, but you ain't no gangster. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> don't know how those two are correlated, but Kevin I think, is back. I mean, the Kevin. building people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, California was so much quieter. Um, I think my biggest takeaway was when Kamala Harris was being sworn in, mm-hmm. first lady vice president, she was being sworn in by Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor on Thurgood Marshall's Bible. Like, I think that's just that's like... That's old-ass Bible they using? 138-year-old <laughs> Bible. said that was the first King James Version. <laughs> like, that was King James. Like, that's the one that wrote for King James. Someone <laughs> said Joe Biden's Bible looked like a cheesecake factory. Cheesecake factor menu. Menu. <laughs> <laughs> That's how thick it was. It looked like some shit from Hogwarts. <laughs> I think... And we, we talked about this a little bit before yeah. we started the show, Victor. But Joe Biden... As the time of this recording has already signed six or seven executive orders that we've seen so far. That yeah. we've seen but so he had, far. He had a whole stack that he was signing. So. Right. So what are what are what are some of the things that I know for a big one for a lot of people for like you know me I'll speak for, in general but postponing student loans until September of this year the Keystone Pipeline which I think was a money grab by the Trump and no, I think what what, is, what are I'm some sorry. of the uh, executive actions you would like to see the new president oh, sign order? What are, what, well, the question. Like, yeah, like what do you want to see first one hundred days of Biden? I don't know like what kind of power like I know it has like he has a certain amount of powers but like what can what distinguishes executive order like can he just go all right student debt sign it away is he allowed to do that that's the question like, if he, if he can that's what I want to see that's <laughs> right. what I want to see if not that like I want to see him do something like maybe mandate police departments across the country to do like a certain type of like training in the sense of our like. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, accountability. It's like, it's like reform. Some, it's like education. Education. Like reform. It's kind of like how the FBI can look, make the FBI like force. If somebody gets shot by the police, it goes up the chain no matter what. Like it goes up to the government off the back. Like it's no like. Wait. Oh, so you're saying like so even higher level accountability. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that like if a police officer shoots someone, it's not even going to like that local district. No, it can go to office. them, but it goes up to someone else as well. Like somebody, does that, I mean, it does already go to the state, but I want to go to the, like, the, to the federal state level and the federal level, and yeah. it should be mandated it's like a system. Would that become like homeland security then at that point? See, that's the question. That's why it's a hard. What question. department would it fall under? Like, would it be homeland security? Because that's security in a sense. Like I'm not sure because police departments aren't run by the government, by federal government, so they don't. They're not under any jurisdiction. You can't make a federal. You can't make yeah. a federal action in different I states. Know. So are you are you that's saying why. you would come up with like probably like maybe not a new department, but something to for account? I guess. Accountability system. If Trump can come up with Space Force, first like, off, Space Force is amazing. So shut up. That's, that's, that's Great amazing. TV show. Oh that my amazing. god, amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Well, Kevin, what is? What are some Who's things you want to see from President Biden in his first 100 days? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I don't know. Maybe another stimulus check would be nice. Oh, I want no. The stimmy's coming for sure. The, no. st- the stimmy is coming. The thing is this though: what's going to come with the stimulus check? Mm-hmm. Whatever bill they're going to sign is going to be some other bullshit attached to it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were trying to do with the defense bill. And we saw you signed all this money to our defenses, and then people were still able to storm the Capitol. So that really didn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. Which, speaking of the Capitol, Eugene Goodman mm-hmm. was just a, you know, he's a veteran. He was at the Capitol Can when they. Explain who, explain who he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eugene Goodman, veteran uh, of the United States Armed Forces, worked at the Capitol. He was the black man that you saw leading away from the Senate wing those terrorists that stormed our Capitol. He then came in today escorting our new 
vice president Madam. into Madam Vice President into <laughs> the uh, to the ceremony, and he will now be the new Capital Sergeant of Arms. So I thought that was a really cool takeaway. That was really that's good. It's good oh, that he yeah, got he, it. Did your job? Got promoted. It was on TV, so everybody saw it. So. But he went above and beyond. Like, there's doing but your no, job. What's above and beyond when you're Above and beyond is a mob. A mob. Let's be realistic. I would have been on. I would have got on. Yeah. Exactly. They all in the office, whatever. <laughs> he didn't take selfies. <laughs> he wasn't telling them where to go. They were talking about kill the cop, whatever they took oh, his, yeah. his gun. No. No. Yeah, exactly. I got to get home. He knew he was outnumbered. He was smart enough to still take them away from the Senate wing. Let's be realistic. He low-key was just running. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was he got like, promoted for running. I feel you. I feel you. Isn't that what we do, though? Like, yeah, we live yeah. to tell the story. Like, we don't go on no, their no. guns a blazing. Right there, you said it. We live to tell the story. <laughs> as simple as that. How'd you get there? We live to tell the story. <laughs> no, I want to see uh, what, what you know, Madam Vice President Harris does and what President-elect, or now, not even President-elect, but President Joe Biden can do in their first 100 days, the I think. The biggest thing is going to have to be try to unify people. Try to calm down Oof. around some of these fires. You're absolutely right by that. And I, I don't know. Where do you even start? Because can't of the start. biggest thing that I talked about, as you saw on Twitter this morning, was why was Ted Cruz at the inauguration? Hey, keep your friends close. The enemy's closer, bro. He is, as I said, he's an enemy of the state at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching the challenge. It's rogue season. You always want to pick the person you don't like the most. That mm-hmm. way you get your votes on your side and know what they're talking about at the same time. See, for me, a lot of people are praising Mike Pence. For showing up, unlike Donald Trump, who left at 8 a.m., him, former first lady. Oh, my God. It feels so great to say. She Melania Trump. She, she was like, we out. She was gone. But a lot of people are giving him kudos and Lindsey Graham and all these Republicans who are now going across the aisle. I haven't reached that point yet because you guys still had insightful language for me, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I, I understand what people are saying that you got to work on both sides, keep your enemies close. But mm-hmm. there's got to be some type of... You can't fall out. Yeah, not fall out, but there's got to be some type of uh, reaction or punishment and saying like... Because that that falls back on the whole point of trying to unify the country. We keep trying to reprimand... It's going to be like closed door stuff. try to separate the fact that we do have so many big differences. It's going to make it a whole lot worse. But see, then I think you're going to get more people who... Because let's say... Let's just say... I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but let's say it is Antifa or Black Lives Matter who say they got away with it. A thousand people ran the Capitol... Only 300, as we know, got arrested. Who's to say that they won't do it to us? I mean, history has told us that black people won't get away with that. But you, there has to be some accountability for Josh Howley, for Ted Cruz, for Lindsey Graham, people who were spreading those lies about our election. Well, yeah, that's that it's, goes against our First Amendment right. Freedom of speech. They can say really what the fuck they want to say. They well, can yes yeah. and no, but they were inciting violence. So that's yes, kind of, that's kind of illegal. Yeah, they didn't really say go out there like. Uh, no, he did it. He True, said he did go it. out there, be patriots, and oh, that was that was one particular. Well, his case, his trial's coming soon. So oh no, go. not his tri- trials. Yeah, plural. Trials. Everyone's coming after him. I need my tomorrow morning. We'll see if you indict his going. I mean, nobody was out there like Bane, whatever, telling them, you know, mm-hmm. the city is wrong. <laughs> 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 um, I want to see what happens though with Wait, uh, the first hundred days. I just want to see some. At least, like it's gonna be, it's a split, it's a split Senate, fifty-fifty. We have the tiebreaker technically. That doesn't mean anything because they can still vote however they want. Exactly. I just want to see, I want to see Biden put down some actual plans, and I want to see him fight for these changes. I get it. If he if he can't get some of the past because the Senate doesn't pass it, that's fine. I get it. But you got, we got. I understand right now. It's gonna be some pick and choosing. 
compromising. Yeah. And this comes down to what are we willing to lose? If we have to spend more on, on the, the dumbass defense bill, whatever, to get more, oh, more equality. Who are we defending? Nobody want our raggedy-ass country. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You see that um, the caravan from Honduras? They want it. So. That's true. But I think another big thing too Honduras, is Honduras. Yes, Honduras want Mexico. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit though was the stimulus. They got to be like there, there's got to be some type of payback for um, all the money that people have lost during this time. And not only like, that, he, but he be breaking me off each week. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm trying to be out by this summer. Oh, so, they're saying it's optimistic, but they're thinking summer we might be able to get back out there. The, so, but wait, is we all vaccinated? No, no they're, they're thinking I'm most still people. Fit to fit. They're, still, they're, they're just thinking with most vaccination, and they're optimistically thinking summer could be. I mean, are open. you really gonna get vaccinated? No. I'm gonna get vaccinated, and I only say that because flights are gonna require it. And if I can get vaccinated and take a but flight, how would they know? You gotta show them your records. You think I can't make a fake card? I think you can, and then you can see the punishment of it. That couple in Seattle got arrested for having COVID. No, scan your wrist because they put a little chip in there. Oh, you good? That's true. I mean, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. See Kevin's conspiracy theory person. Well, I think a thing that's come on, let's be realistic, bro. Oh, I think never had a flu shot. Until this year, it's my baby, whatever. But still, I didn't want to do that shit. (laughs) I think it's actually funny that you talk about vaccines and people not wanting to take it. Because that's the perfect setup for Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, coming out. And he said earlier this year, the NBA would not jump the line for essential workers for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's saying, well, the NBA players might need to take it so they can educate the public on it. Not with all 14, 15 games that have been postponed so far. So what's your take on NBA players? Not so much jumping the line, because I feel like that's a little bit of a, a, a strong phrasing. They're but jumping the line. They're, okay. not, they're, they're not essential workers. You're already multimillionaires. Yeah. Who play a child's game for fun like to, as your profession. So why would you get... But do you think that you have... Preferable treatment. treatment that you do have you think if you have the 70% you know, of the league, black men, are people are... A, like? Are afraid league, of taking it. The NBA should be playing right now. They should not be playing. No, not with the. Unless you want to do the bubble again, they shouldn't be playing like this. I agree with you. What are the? How much of the windfall do you think they would lose? Probably like a billion dollars this year okay, if they did a bubble. Look at everybody else is losing money. Everybody else's job is yeah. affected by it. I mean, revenue is already going to be down because you don't have fans. Mm-hmm. That's a ton of what you have. Forty percent. TV ads are still going to be there, so it's I like sixty percent. Yeah, going to be there, but no, they should be playing. It's not like football where you have. Six days in between, you can isolate people at your facility, and then you got to play. You got to play whatever. You're only moving once. Football, basketball, you got to play what three, four, maybe five games a week. Yeah, exactly. In different so, cities, that's that doesn't work. You so schedule it. So moving parts. Yep. Yeah. So I'm the Atlanta. I'm going to play all the California teams this week. Exactly. But I still, I'm still got to fly from Frisco to mm-hmm. LA. That's that's still a trip. Now, would you would you do something like what baseball did, where it's hey, we're only going to play our division? Are people that are close to us. I know you can't really do that in basketball, but hey, if you're in, if you're in the Western Conference, your teams only, are playing whack competition. Well, if you're in the Western Conference, do you only play Western Conference teams? If you're Eastern Conference, do you only play Eastern Conference teams? You play seventy two games, and then you just go from so there. So then, for the Wolves, because they're the West, would they play the Bulls then? Are they closer to the Bulls? Well, that, that's I don't. So you can do that. You can mix and match that. New Orleans can play uh, Miami, Orlando, Atlanta, and then Memphis. They can still play. Uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Exactly. That, it's more regionals. It's just a, regional that would be a nice little. The only problem is it's the teams on the coast that would really get affected. That's why when you look at baseball, where you have you have you know California teams, Arizona, but you still have the Texas teams, and they are kind of split. 
with basketball, you don't really have that. Yeah. Like, you have five NBA teams in the state of California. It would get really old watching Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Warriors. Oh, fuck it. Just do a tournament. Just oh, throughout the whole year. What are you planning on doing something like that? They before? still, I believe they're still going to do the playing tournament. tournament. Make a big ass playing tournament. You have it's a triple elimination tournament. Once you get to a certain round, then once you have sixteen teams left, then you can go into whatever is going to be best of five, best of seven games. Now, I think the best thing the NBA could have done, and again, it probably would have cost a lot of money, a lot of resources. But we talked about it on the last show regional bubbles. I yeah. think regional bubbles would have been, been best. Been. Um, Vegas, someplace in Texas. Uh, maybe a Chicago, and then then rotate, and then rotate. But rotate, you take whatever you like. The summer league, you take whatever you got. Five teams here, six teams here. They play in that little bubble around the same Miami. Then you move more to Texas. Yep, and they play in that little bubble. So everybody plays all other teams, and then you can still maintain something, some type of you know, some type of consistency. But you have like new rules, new all that stuff that are coming up. Everybody got to get tested before they go leave one bubble and go to the next bubble, and then. Mm You get to go from there. I think the biggest thing though is the players' association will have to agree to that, and then if they it costs, if it, yeah, exactly. Because if the NBA comes out, if the NBA comes out and says, "Hey, uh, this is going to cost us more money," you guys are going to be making what you were expecting to make. NBA players will be like, "Ah, eh, no, we'll just take postponements," which we've actually seen a lot of. A game that was not postponed tonight was the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> and their big three officially together. <laughs> they they lost to Cleveland, the Cavaliers, in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Colin Sexton went off 42 points, most of that coming in that double overtime, yeah, as cool. you know. I like him. And, but James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all play for the Nets, combined 94 points, but still lost by 12. Victor, what are your takeaways? It's one game. It's a one-game sample size, but Kyrie, Harden, and KD, wasn't it what we expected in terms yeah. of the win? But a lot of scoring, not a lot of defense. Are the Nets better off, worse off? What's going on here? It was just one of those teams that came out for them. The Cavs, young, the young bull. They'll also those are ex Net players on that team. They came out for a reason. Yeah, they came out to play that game. You saw how they were shooting all the shots. They were scoring. They were happy. They were pumped. Five in seven games, they're getting swept. There's not a lot of ourselves. But Lakers in four in a day. But, so you yeah. think Lakers, Nets, Stupid. Lakers, Lakers in four. in four, bro. Uh, first problem with that AD got to get hurt. He's still on the injury. That's He's the still, only why you, problem. Why would you say he that? Old me one. They get hurt every year. He just all of a sudden he they didn't get hurt all last season. He owed me one. He no, he don't. He he got he past that. ACL. No. Achilles. No. Plantar flashy. No. Well, we haven't we haven't gotten your opinion yet, Kev. But what are your thoughts on this new look Brooklyn team? Oh, that's a nice. That's a really nice. Uh, I mean, defense is going to be their Achilles heel. Because your two primary ball handers outside of KD, perimeter-wise, don't play defense for shit. Yep. James Harden doesn't. He is a very lax heel ever, but he plays a passing lanes. Kyrie, one-on-one on the ball, has just never been impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I am worried about their bench, though. Because of the trade, they did lose a couple assets off the bench, which I thought was going to be their best asset. They're being so deep. Yeah, so you feel like they gave up start. too much. Well, you know. Lost too I'm much just, depth for James Harden. Kyrie's going to get hurt or going to have another diva moment and freak out. <laughs> and start crying or some, some shit like that. So he's probably not going to be reliable. Only person that's going to be reliable if he's healthy is KD. And I... I'm glad he's hooping right now. He, I think KD, I've talked about this before. I, I feel he's the best player in the league. He has been. And I think he's a no, I shouldn't say no-brainer, but I definitely think he, it's, it's his MVP to lose this year. Yeah, as long as he's healthy. 
As long as he's healthy. And if Luca, that boy Luca, nice. Luca, nice, but Dallas, uh, their record is probably not gonna be that great. I mean, but this is Luca though. That's a walking triple double right there. That's true. I think the interesting thing is because you brought up Kyrie's. I'm not gonna say diva moment, Mm -hmm. but Kyrie did leave the team. Was suspended. We talked about it last last show. He had to pay eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for his absence. And ESPN's Malika Andrews asked him, like, did you know you were breaking? protocol did you apologize for that did you think about the health and safety and he really didn't answer it yes, he doesn't he thinks he's smarter than every question well well that's my question is is the biggest weakness to the nets their lack of depth depth bench depth or is it Kyrie having a meltdown it's none of that it has to, it's going to come down to can Steve Nash control those personalities it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the talent those three guys can all play together have played together before on Team USA, so it's not something that's new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, people go to the oh, they haven't played together before. No, they just because you don't see it on the same team. They, these guys have played. They together. probably run yeah. together not only in that, but like UCLA runs, you know, all like that. Saying, like you watch them in Team USA going at each other, so they know each other's games. I mean, mm-hmm. they're professionals. The problem is, especially with teams like that, it has to come down to the coach. Can he corral that team and control the personalities? And make sure they're performing when they need to perform. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes down to. I yeah. don't think I don't see Steve Nash as that guy. Well, he's I, a vocal leader on the court, but that's different. You're not on the court anymore. It's a little bit different. You're not, you're not, you're not controlling the ball anymore, exactly. right? And I can't bust my ass. I got better handles than you. So what you going to tell me? <laughs> I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of deflections. Like we we talked about it. Mike D'Antoni really wanted James Harden. Mm-hmm. James Harden played with him at Houston. We all thought their relationship was sour. Obviously, that's wrong. I think if anything goes wrong. Mike D'Antoni's going to grab James. We also got to remember, Amari Stoudemire is a coach on that team, too. So, Amari can also go up to, like, Kyrie or KD and kind of get, like, an inside. But I I think it's tough because Kyrie's like, I'm a local kid. I'm an East Coast kid. It's hard to play in a city you're, like, kind of from because family issues become your issues and you can't really break away from it. to go there. I mean, as he chose all that. I mean, that's he did. Everybody has a job. Everybody got issues. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to deal with. And you shouldn't have to worry about much because you got multi- Millions in the bank. Yeah, I think you got to go home and cry a little bit. That's fine. Just say that. Just say that. Just say that. Just say that. <laughs> but you're saying the money, it, like with the money and all that, he should be able to. You should be able to do your job. Just being a professional. Forget exactly. the money. Like there's millions of people out there who are thinking like, "Hey, I'm depressed. Look at what's going on with COVID, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I like I'm dealing with family stuff, but I still wake up and work from home, work remotely, and I'm getting my stuff done. And if I can do that, Kyrie, why can't you do that? Differently. Well, Kyrie, his first game back, 37 points, 15 of 28 shooting, uh, 48 minutes. Again, they lost by he 12 to, to the that. Cavaliers. He had to come out and ball. I, I feel like they all had to. After, after, after he what he hoop. did, he had to come out and show. He can hoop no matter what. Because I think he would have had like six points, they still lost that game. It would have oh. been, been all over. Like, yeah. Oh, this is why. Nah, nah. That boy can hoop. He's mm-hmm. top. Top 10 easily in the league when he's full healthy and locked in. I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see where this Nets team goes because I'm of the belief that it was their first loss, but I don't see in a seven-game series any team in the Eastern Conference really challenging them uh, for that spot. We saw that game they played on MLK Day where I said the Bucks probably didn't have enough. 23 lead changes in that game. Chris Middleton misses a go-ahead shot to win if he sinks that then we're talking about something completely different but once they get their chemistry going like yeah, once outside of their going, runs once they start flowing i mean you got three guys who are knockdown shooters yes from anywhere on the floor 
and who can get their shot off any point in time from anywhere on the floor. Exactly. And so we like, got we got to give Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash a little bit of credit. Like not yet, but they're going to come up with some offense schemes to really get them like the ball open and flowing and running. They, they, there isn't one. It's easy. You have three. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. It's, Durant, don't give me three points. <laughs> like, yeah, it's too easy. The floor has to be spread on that team. Like you can't double anywhere off the ball. I mean, I guess with DeAndre Jordan, but then just throw it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw that a lot. Like, I mean, we've that's, seen that his whole career. Yeah, especially <laughs> with James Harden, that's all. That's what James Harden's been missing the last couple of years in Houston. Well, I mean, he's always had Capella, Dwight Howard. He's always had that though. Like, yeah, that's something that Capella didn't have that last season. That's true. Not after a guard in AD. Like, his knees is tired. Oh, yeah. Um, but, one, like, two teams, I should say, that might be able to contend with the Brooklyn Nets. Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics, they play tonight. Very close matchup. Joel Embiid, 42 points, 10 boards, 12 of 19 from the field. Uh, the Sixers, at one point, had the best record in the NBA. Had some COVID. So did the Suns. Yeah. Well, both teams were affected by COVID. Well, the Suns. Co- really co- like coincidentally. Philly, uh, I'm over Philly. Oh, tell us why. Okay, I want to hear this. Philly, because um, Philly is what they are. They're good sometimes. They're not going to be consistently good. Embiid is at his peak. This is as good as he's going to be. He's not going to carry the team anywhere else. And Ben Simmons is a, a disappointment to me. I oh, wow. he's going to be a lot better than what he was. Yeah. Do you sure. think that's a scheme thing? Do you think that's a coaching thing, that's general a, manager I think thing? That's the attitude. I don't think they have that approach to the game to get better like that. I haven't seen any improvement in his game since he's been in the league. That's a, like Jimmy Butler. I can't win with these two. They don't have to work at the. Oh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. said it. Jimmy said yeah. it. He proved it. He proved it in the bubble. He proved it in the bubble what it was. Like, it wasn't Jimmy. It was clearly someone else because he took those fools to the finals. Yeah, I mean, it was in the bubble, but still, he still did it. He did. And I think with Embiid, the big story about him coming off this offseason was he stopped drinking because the biggest the biggest issue that oh, Embiid... He, he functions. Yeah. He was <laughs> drinking yeah. like that. Yo, he oh, lost about 40 pounds just from not drinking. Two, like, two years ago, I was playing the Beverly Hills uh, like uh, men's league, mm-hmm. and he was in there one day watching the game. And I was trying to figure out why the hell is he in watching the game, whatever. Come to find out the team we were playing, he's like best friends with this guy. And this guy like owns a bunch of clubs out here in L.A. And mm-hmm. all they do, they're something, all they do is party, go to the clubs, Turn up, bitches. <laughs> well, no, the, the biggest thing on Joel was Joel had that double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. It was he was overweight uh, and always hurt, but he was always hurt because he was overweight. Mm-hmm. And he never could get over that. So the big thing about Joel was he lost 40 pounds, lost all this weight, got some muscle, and now he's really, like, bringing his game forward. He's but nice. He's nice. He's I mean, he's great. But Shoot so many threes, but. I mean, who like what big man doesn't now? Like, I'm sorry, yeah. Brooke Lopez. I get it, Splash Mountain, but I don't want my six eleven center. Yeah, I hate when he shoots threes. Yeah, it's, it's a little part of me is like, just put your ass on the block, dog. Yeah, but that's not how the game works anymore. So, I guess my question to you, Victor, is where do you see the Sixers going? Can they challenge the Nets? Can they maybe challenge the Bucks? Can they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Finals? What's the uh, limit for the Sixers? I guess if they all, everybody stays healthy, no more COVID things, they can make it to the second round and. I think you come down to the second round placement. Are they playing Boston in the second round? Are they playing Toronto in the second round? Who do they get in the second round? They might make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and then never know after that. That's true. I feel like Toronto's not gonna be as good as they have been in years past. Mm-hmm. That might be a restriction of not like playing in Toronto. In the fourth seed and in the fifth and then they make it out. So it's all it all comes down I mean to they'll placement. make it to the second round, but they still are gonna have to go up against a Milwaukee, mm-hmm. a Boston, or a Brooklyn in the second I don't round. I see them beating any of those three teams. They don't. 
Well, Heist, bro- they probably might not even be, be able to beat Miami. And I don't think Miami's as good as last year. Miami is not as good as they were last year, and they've had a lot of inconsistencies mm-hmm. this year. And the uh, thing with Miami is they'll wait till the playoffs. That's when they're going to – this is too early for them. They're not that type of team to win 60 games, 55 games. No. They're going to get fourth. They're going to make their playoff. They're going to grind in there. And they're going to show up. It's like, different, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And Boston also, they had a lot of COVID issues. Jason Tatum didn't play for his third straight game due to COVID. Uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown making his comeback. It's too much, man. He's it's tell you. It's it's like, gonna be tough. That problem, yeah. Except for what one person maybe because Caruso had it for like a day or two. Yeah, there's levels to this shit. The Lakers are Lakers are think focused. about it. We in LA though. The shutdown, the lockdown is a lot different. I just came back from Texas, mm-hmm. wide open. The restaurants were open. You can go into breweries. You can sit down and still eat at places. Hell, in New Mexico, they don't even require you wear a mask. It's recommended, but it's not required. It's wow, it, it's gonna be. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, not to you know take it yeah, yeah. to a morbid place, but we saw a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand deaths in thirty six days. We jumped as a country from three hundred thousand COVID deaths to four hundred thousand deaths in just thirty six days. Like that is absurd. How that quickly that happened? Because man, people going to the beach and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. true. But you know, people who are going to the beach are also socially distanced. Face naked. Uh huh. Yeah. Playing catch no and stuff mask. like that. Yeah, absolutely. But also the same person has tested negative twice, so good for him. Whoever this random person is that we're talking about. For COVID or hit? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually funny that you mentioned Luka Doncic earlier and how he's a walking okay. triple. Oh, double. see, wait, what's, <laughs> what's his segue right Hard now? segue. Hard left turn. Luka Doncic had 13 points with 12 rebounds and 12 assists. Kristoff uh, Porzingis, 27 points, 13 boards. Dallas wins 124-112 to over the Pacers. How are they doing this year? 7-7. Seven and seven. They've no, been kind of, you know, no, Luca. No. As you said, he he could be MVP. Kristoff, I think this is probably his like his best game of the season he's coming so back far. Nice, what, the yeah, he, I mean, lingering he issues. He hurt, hurt. He always say hurt. But with the West, it's going to be tough because we look at someone like John Morant from Memphis hurts his ankle. Everyone thinks he's going to be out three to five weeks. He comes back in two weeks. I was shocked to see him because the way he was limping. Right. You didn't think. Mm. You thought it was going to be bad, but Memphis, like, they had that big win over Phoenix on MLK Day. He um, the ankle out. That ain't, that ain't that bad. <laughs> I think New Orleans took a step back, but there's all these teams that Is are. Is it Lonzo's fault, you think? No, I don't think it's Lonzo's hey, fault, but. Trade Lonzo. I think my biggest thing is, like, look at. look at lazy to me. He just, I just seems like he's lazy. I he's like lazy he's, to you. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like with Lonzo, if this was nice. Lamelo's nice. But if you're Lonzo, this is the last year of your rookie, rookie contract. You didn't get an extension. You should be balling hard for that second contract. Oh, you don't get the league minimum playing like this. Oh yeah, playing like this. Yes, but I think going back to like injuries and COVID, we just saw CJ McCollum. He's going to be out a while with a broken foot. Killed me. Broken foot. Uh, not, broke, foot? not broken foot, but what do you, he tore his foot? It's, he has, it's like it's a ACL it's a, it's tearing his foot. To a point where like he's like a week by week thing, but it's at least three weeks. No, it's gonna be five weeks. They report he's gonna God. be out five weeks. <laughs> five weeks on fantasy. <laughs> oh, you play fantasy basketball? Hell yeah! I hate fantasy basketball. It's too many. I don't know. I, just, I don't hate locker players. I have like four players. Do you do it daily? Do it by the week? I do daily. Okay, we did about a week. Oh, it's hard as fuck. Yeah, I didn't like the week one. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. But you look at the Blazers. No uh, CJ for a little bit. Nurkic is still out. But Dallas, I think this is like with Luka getting the triple-double, Kristoff playing his best game. What do the Mavericks have to do to get over the hump in the West? Because it's going to be a lot of changes in the West in terms of playoffs. Just stay healthy, man. It's Honestly, just it's way too At early. this point, I think the team that doesn't get any like COVID breakouts – 
they could possibly because you might you might play against well, like the Nets. They lose Durant for a game because of COVID, for example. And you could probably beat them. That's an easy win for you. So I think if you keep your players locked in and not missing games for COVID related issues, you might play a team that's shorthanded. But see, that's that's you rooting like for something bad to happen to the other team. Not rooting, but you're hoping that the other team is slipping. Like Dallas, like that's not going to happen with all these teams in the West because we saw Golden State just beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The Spurs, like they're always going to come on strong. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, even though they don't do well in the playoffs, they're still going to be there. There are a lot of teams that are going to vie for that sixth, seventh, eighth spot, and I think there's going to be a lot of movement with, as we said, Pelicans not doing as well. Memphis is still kind of iffy. Yeah. Uh, I think that team runs on draw. It's just like how last season, how it got shut down. Every win matters right now because we don't know how long the season's going to go until they go, all right, that's it. Season's over. Playoffs right now. So yeah. I think every but game. If they do that, they're going to do some type of agony, whatever. They'll have to, but every game right now is important. Like these players have to go out there and just really have to win every single game because you never know. When you might you have shouldn't have to play it under those circumstances. That's why they should try to set the bubble or mm-hmm. postpone the season to a, a certain... You think a two-week break will work for them then? You said what? The two-week break they're talking about? They got to take a two-week break, so pause, what? So, reset. So what? So niggas go run rampant? <laughs> that's, that's what we said. They're going to be in Cancun and shit. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, Come on, that's stupid. You got to corral them niggas. I mean, it's you got to put you got to make it appeasing to everyone. And I think that's the hardest part that every sports league is doing. And I think the biggest winner of all of this is going to be the NFL. Because as many games as they had, you know, moved around. Like we saw this was the first time in NFL history that there was an NFL game played on Every single night, <laughs> there was a Wednesday game. <laughs> but the NFL is built for that kind of because it's a one week that you play once a week. Well, I don't think they are because there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who would disagree with you. Where they kept moving that Steelers Ravens game, and they kept pushing it back. And then what happens? Bud Dupree tears his ACL out for the season. Steelers I mean, defense. Not, you can't say that though. You I mean, it's, that. I mean, it's tough. It's you could have tore at any points on in that game on Sunday. Or Monday night when they play, you can't you can't say on that. But when you keep pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I'm just saying there are some people in Pittsburgh, some Steelers fans, mainly Cassie, yeah, you know, know, my mom. They could be upset. Right now, and those are the type of fans who are not objective and obviously don't <laughs> exactly. How the man who's wearing a Bucks hat right now? Yeah, some fans aren't objective. You talk about the Bucks right now. I'm no, I know, but <laughs> we're talking, <laughs> talking about you, the Bucks. You can't say those are fans that are not objective. Like that's all NFL fans. Like no, what, how no, many NFL he was fans? The same thing. That was the Bucks. People are like, well, you think it's going to tear an ACL? Like, he'd be pissed. Yeah, I'm like, that could have happened on Sunday. Could have happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think. Uh, but see, that's that's coming from someone who has Tom Brady who can't be touched with a 10-foot pole. First of all, that has nothing to do with Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Bucks fan since 1998. God damn it. I've been this a long time. Long time. Mm. Love have his moment. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll we'll get to the Bucks James later. Winston and then Josh Freeman. That's a bunch of lights. Freeman, huh? <laughs> Just Freeman. We'll we'll get to we'll get to football later. But I want to finish up on this uh, NBA topic. Going from Luca to the guy he was traded for, Trey Young. Atlanta beats Detroit one twenty three to one fifteen in overtime. Trey Young thirty eight points, ten assists. 
The Hawks started off really well. I was they started off good. They man. started off great. Then they won the little four game losing streak. But was um, it injuries or was it just like? They just I, mean, I think I think it's a combination of Bogdanovich got hurt, Gallinari got hurt. Oh, yeah. you know, those uh, are Bogdanovich. I lost him for fucking fans. <laughs> like, those are two Gallinari players. Always hurt. So always hurt. But I think there's also a point of one player who I'm not going to say he's been disappointing, uh, but he didn't play tonight. Was Cam, Cam Reddish? I don't think he's really stepped up. The way a lot of people yeah, thought he would step up, draft class really, uh, like RJ Barrett, like he RJ really, Barrett. he's RJ Barrett's kind of finding his foot in the New York a little bit, but it's he hasn't hard, really stepped it's a hard up. Team to go to as a rookie, though. The New Knicks, York, I mean, it's a hard well, team in big yeah. market, but there's no fans. Like, yeah, hey, Zion's the only one that's putting in work from that. That's true. Mm-hmm. He needs to lose some weight. Well, it's so funny because Carl <laughs> Malone had those comments about we Zion. About that. <laughs> I was like, look, I mean, Zion's what six nine, six ten. Well, it's funny that Carl Malone said to Zion or about Zion, he needs to be playing every night. He should not be taking nights off. He's he 19, He's 20. He should be playing 40 minutes. It was interesting that someone looked up Carl Malone's stats and said when he was that age, he played, he averaged 30 minutes. But again, you get the sentiment of like, there should be no days off for exactly, someone like Zion. Exactly. My thing about him is that he's so athletic. So athletic. Ridiculous. And that sense. much weight that he's moving and landing on the The explosion knees, is too that's, much. That has to be, like the wear and tear has to it's be. It's a question like, of ridiculous. when. Like when is it going to catch up to him? Yeah, exactly. Like, he can't be bouncing like that. You got to lose. It was like 270. He's like a football player weight. He, he had two of the best, not two of the best, but two Zion moves against the Kings. Like the first one where he just knocked Rashard Holmes completely. Oh, what is completely. That you mean? The offensive foul? Oh, was that offensive foul? Because one, it looked like he... That's the way rest. That was Ref to say, you got the game, bro. Like, yeah, maybe he it. tripped. Maybe he didn't. But then that dunk, that poster dunk he I had just, as well. I saw things like, that has to hurt. That, all that up to come down on there. Yeah. yeah. Knees, ankles, man. When you're 29, you're going to be feeling the same. <laughs> yep. But I do want to see what the Hawks can do because they, John Collins put in 31. Clint Capella put in 27. Is he talking shit he wants, he wants out? Or like he wants to be the focus point of the uh, John Collins is up for a new contract. Mm. He wants more money. And he's he's been balling these last couple of days. And he's been a – they have a lot of big. We always make fun of the Cavs for having a lot of bigs. But when you bring in – Clint Capella, and you draft the rookie uh, out of USC, another tall guy, mm-hmm. and you're John Conch. Like, wait a minute. I thought this was my team. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of um, movements around the Hawks, but I think for Lloyd Pierce in Atlanta, this is the year they got to make the – for Trey Young, yeah. this is this has got to be the year this you make the playoffs. Second, this is third year. This is third year. I mean, he's, he's, he's good. And he's doing the best that he can, I think, with this team. He's a lot. He's he's been a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought like the the trade with Dallas um, with Luca was a little one sided, but I don't think so anymore. I think it's more like sixty forty. Yeah. Well, a lot. That's, it's, that's I get you saying like it's, yeah. Dallas it, obviously won, but it wasn't trade, before. Yeah. Before we're like, why would well, you do that? The trade, but no, now, trade, like, he's, he's, he's actually been he's, he's been nice. open. Yeah, he's, he's he nice. put the right team around him. He could definitely win. He's I mean, he's, he's a couple. More uh, veteran players mm-hmm. to kind of help him get over that. But does he? Because it's like we talked about. We we we're gonna say what Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston, Philly. The top four are set, right? Yeah, I mean yeah, for the not, East, I think for exactly the East, right? So he, he's not now at the gate, but we're like they could be a six seed. They could be a five six seed. I'm not gonna say they're gonna upset one of those teams. They can get two games in on certain ones. They shouldn't be swept in the if first they round. Gets Boston. They can get maybe two games. Boston has no big man like Tristan Thompson, uh, Daniel like, Theus. Yeah, like, like big. they don't really have a lot of big men. So yeah. maybe if you slow the game down against why, Boston, like, if, you, if you get the right, that's why it's all about matchups. 
It is. The right matchup. Boston always going to trick some games off anyways. They're, they're always going to have some issues. Again, they've had injuries. Kimba yeah. just came he back just tonight. Came back from, just came back tonight. Yeah. First game back tonight. So Boston, they're not going to be playing like as well um, down the stretch. Or at least, but, you know, Brad Stevens, he's been there. I think, just my opinion, Lloyd Pierce, the Atlanta Hawks, they need to make a statement in the Eastern Conference. Even yes. if they get no, beaten right. the first round by, you know, game but six, game seven. Who doesn't get there. make the playoffs from last year in the East? <sighs> Raptors? No, the Raptors are going to probably somehow make it. Um, you keep saying that, but I don't see it this year. Like because they just cause it's Kyle all Lowry it's, is like it's Siakam. It's Siakam. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as everyone just thought he was. That's as soon the big as Kawhi thing. left, he was like supposed to be this twenty-five point scoring rebound. And it was like, yeah. nah, that's Trust not. Me, that's I got him on fancy. He's not doing that for me either. That's right, because now you game. have now you have people who can just lock in and focus Man, on Pascal. Nice. Yeah, he is. He got the bag. He stayed with Toronto. I think they might have got the bag. I think bag. Toronto might need to get rid of or is he try to get away It's not from, Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> okay, TP, whatever. Um, get rid of Laurie. Well, I was going to say, do you give him like, because yeah. he's kind of on like a thank you for what you've done for us lately type contract? Yeah. Or would you, not lately, but thank you for, that's a for legacy. Work, yeah, it's a legacy contract. Yeah, yeah. So do you kind of now, like if you sign with jury, do you kind of say like, hey. 100%. It's time for you to. Point, I go 100%. You talk to him like, hey, you want to get traded somewhere you want to go or you want to leave? So, so I guess if you're the Raptors, what can you really do? Because again, planning Tampa Bay is temporary, so they're gonna go like have to go back to Toronto. Toronto, as we've seen, is not really a big free agent destination. Um, it's hard to go to a different country. I, it, it, that, but then, wh- so what do you snow, do? Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's snow, but I think you can you can say like, hey, well, I guess more and more states are legalizing marijuana. So that's these are their worries. That's, these, oh, these is it? No, these players don't give a fuck about oh, that. You shit. know that. Oh, because Kawhi, the fun guy, he was rolling up a lot in Toronto. He rolling up a line? Rolling up a lot in oh, Toronto. Crazy. He rolled up a line. He would have like, been what? rolling up a lot in, in LA. Hey, hey, once they, like, once they legalized it, he was like, all yeah, right. But the NBA wanted them to show on TV. They'd be like, not at our events. Don't do that stuff. Well, duh. Like, so yeah, I'm not so saying they're going to be that. Contestant, I'm coming <laughs> in with a full 20 shirt. <laughs> like, yeah, right behind my ear. <laughs> it's one of those teams, like, how do we play? How does OKC pick up a star? Like, you gotta trade for them. They have draft picks, so they can yeah, trade. So they, they, they can do that. Yeah, like, they they suck. Yeah, they draft like, three MVPs, so they they, they, they okay. They got what seventeen first round I mean, picks in the next like no, it was like nineteen first round picks in the next seven years. Like, the Nets have none, and they have all. Like, yeah, you know exactly. I want to see. I want to see what OKC can do, but you know the Tampa Bay Raptors. It's gonna be very interesting to see uh, how right. it, it really does. Because also they're not living at home. They're not. That's, but, the, that's the kicker. The Airbnb is probably but let's, sure at this point. Let's say you, okay, Lowry, thank you for your service. You won your ring. Goodbye. Good luck. Okay, Van Fleet, boom. You're our future point guard. Okay, Siakam, you're our, you know, three, where we put you, three, four, where we can put you. Who's next? Who's that next guy you can really put in there Traffic, and can play? Jamar <laughs> DeRozan. You got to draft players. I, I, you have to draft somebody, but they're gonna have to get like a two, a solid shooter. Andrew Wiggins maybe might come go to Toronto. I mean, he's from him. he's from That's Canada. He, so he could he do it. Go be shitty. Well, in shitty. Like. I guess he can go home. And be I shitty. mean, if you if you really think about it, you could. I don't know what his contract is like in Boston, but you really could pick up Tristan Thompson and get Andrew Wiggins. Get it like those two so Canadians. Two more city niggas. Hey, hey, but the 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 the, the 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 country will root for them because they'll yeah. be local. Shitty players, according to Kevin. But speaking of Tampa Bay, this is the first time Kevin Atkins has been on the show 
since his Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won not one, but two games in the postseason. You guys are going to Lambeau to play against the presumptive mm-hmm. most valuable player, Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on what TB12, what can they do in Lambeau to win that game and get Brady to yet another Super Bowl? I mean, the same thing that's been carrying us all season is going to be the defense. Our defense is what has been carrying us. The offense has been up and down all season. I mean, we've had the last, what, five games before the, the game against New Orleans. The offense has been clicking. Um, Brady's had a lot of time in the pocket, been able to pick apart the opposing defense. But we were able to get stops, and especially against New Orleans, the turnovers. Four big turnovers mm-hmm. in pretty much any every way you can get it. That's going to be a big thing. Plus, we might have Vita Vea back on Sunday. Oh, nice yeah. defensive tackle. So, with him, with him back, that's going to be, you know, Will there come out yet for the game? Well, that's yeah, we can take a look. But I think if you get him and really neutralize that run game that's and really saying, put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. It's, if it's snowy, whatever, I mean, our secondary did a great job against Michael Thomas, even though he was hurt. Uh, I, feel, I, I get that he was hurt, but they did a great uh, job in taking everything away. Um, secondary is young. They make a lot of mistakes. But I like the fact that they play hard mm-hmm. and they go, they get to the ball fast between Levante and Devin White, side to side. Um, I don't know. Defense, I feel like, is playing a lot better than the offense right now. And that's what we really need. According to weather.com, you have a uh, 50% chance of snow with a high of 28 degrees. And Lambo will have fans in the stands. What's it gonna feel like? It's like twenty degrees. But what's it gonna? What's the wind chill? That's not. That hasn't come out yet. Ooh. But it's gonna be a low of twenty one. Not a big deal. Tom is like I said. Tom. Or... I said last week. Tom is bred for this. Rock, yeah. And he yeah. going. He's going to talk to all of them. Like, listen, guys, do this, do that, and he'll be able to help you out with the code. So, what do you think? Going to the other side of it, what do you think Green Bay needs to do? Playing in that cold weather, their home stadium to neutralize what Tampa Bay has done to get to the NFC well, Championship game. The biggest thing for for offensively, they just got to keep control of the ball. No turnovers. Because I think it's gonna be one of, if it snows, it's one of those games where one turnover could cost you everything. So I think just playing smart, run the ball, smart passing, just keep just don't turn the ball over, honestly. That's basically what you for Aaron Rodgers to do. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, do what you got to do to get there. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Just we just got like when we played them. I think it was like week week four or five. Mm-hmm. We played them. Oh uh, no! Uh, it was actually uh, week six. Six because the same for the Bills and Chiefs. They okay. both played each other on the same week. That's so, odd. Yeah. So <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? Like, that. <laughs> um, that game, we just had everything bottled up. Ron was bottled up. Aaron Rodgers didn't have much time in the pocket, and he was we picked him apart. And the other thing is turnovers, and we scored off of those turnovers. Yeah. Anytime we get the turn, we get turnover, we score. You have to score. We have to score. Like, we have to score. Either right. team gets turnover, you have to score for that possession. And I think not only that, but Green Bay's defense, you really need to stretch them out with your receivers. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying deep passes. I think Gronk is going to be a huge factor mm-hmm. this week, more so than against New Orleans, because, again, we haven't really seen it's that Gronk-Brady. You know why? Because we're using uh, Gronk as a blocker. You think yeah, so? Brady can Brady on the routes. Just kind of throwing people off a little bit. Gronk's gone open on a couple routes. Brady missed him on, uh, against uh, New Orleans, but those same ones he hit against uh, the Redskins, or the football team, rather. So that's, that's all scheme right there. I think Bruce Aaron's been doing a good job with that. I, I man, I, I'm really excited for this because you have someone who's the goat, you know, old. He's in his 40s. Aaron Rodgers not 40 yet, <laughs> but that's the thing. Aaron Rodgers isn't young either, mm-hmm. so everyone thinks it's like this huge age gap. But 
Not really. I think they're a seven-year difference. Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT, which, I mean, physically, yeah. But when it comes to winning, Tom Brady like kills him with that. Yeah, I think the one thing that does hurt Tampa, we saw this a little bit against the Washington football team, is the handling of a running quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, he might not be as mobile as he once was, but he did score a rushing touchdown uh, last week against the Rams. I think if Aaron Rodgers can kind of, you know, do some Aaron Rodgers type things, scrambled. He only had a problem with the Washington quarterback because no one knew who the hell he was. <laughs> I, I said watch the white boy. Anytime a white boy got a sleeve tattoo, he, he, he athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he got a quarterback. He athletic. So I, I saw that coming. Sleeve I saw that coming. But, I mean, that was that scheme. It's hard to scheme for somebody that you've never seen play before. Um, so yeah, he didn't have wheels, but I mean, yeah, A Rod is not White Vic like he used to be. No, he's a little bit older, white but Vic. I think no, this he used to be White Vic. Like, he's he's White Vic. I think Bills Chiefs is going to be good, but I think this is going to be the game of the weekend. Um, but speaking of Bills Chiefs, we found out that Patrick Mahomes practiced today, throwing the ball around. It wasn't so much a head injury, I guess, as it was a neck injury. Yeah, I was gonna play. Anyway, Everyone he, knows he's going to play on Sunday. We called your foot. They're going to change the rules anyways for it. But we, we said he'd be playing. We knew he'd be playing. So Honestly, he, it's a Bills, if they can put the points up, because their defense has been hooping. Uh, their defense has been good, but, I mean, if it wasn't for some mismanagement by the Colts, um, that was that was a very tough win that they got out of. Lamar and the Ravens offense didn't really seem there. I'm not really sold on either team just yet. I mean, I, I can't say they're going. They're both playing the championship game. But you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't blowing out teams like everyone thought they were. They, I think, three two two six five is their total like wins of how much they've won by. Okay. Uh, and they haven't really played that well. Again, you played a hungry team in the Browns. You're playing an even hungry team in the Bills. Victor, where like where do you see this game going between the Bills and Chiefs? What's the weather going to be in KC? Does it say oh. weatherman on my forehead? Like you don't have got a phone <laughs> on sorry, you. I got your laptop and your phone right in front. I'm just saying. She was the one. Yeah, <laughs> you know everything. You know all, Curtis. Yeah, but, let me just know, stick my finger out the window, do some uh, weather real quick. Hey, you know who I'm going for this game? It's going to be the Bills, bro. Fuck the Chiefs. You think Bills Mafia can pull this one out? They're gonna. They're not think they, they don't. Are. They're gonna donate a lot of money to somebody. They are. <laughs> it's gonna be forty-four degrees uh, with a forty percent chance of rain in Kansas City on Sunday. Well, I know it's gonna be Kansas City, but so Kansas City gonna be crying that week that night because the Bills are gonna win. You th- gonna you're predicting right now. Yeah. What's the score? What you got? Thirty-four twenty. What you got? Fourteen. Two touchdowns. Thirty-four twenty. Bills go in there. Two touchdowns. Woo, that's a bold statement, sir. Who, where, where does your faith come from? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Stephon Diggs? Like, I just know what's gonna happen. It's just, it's just a moment, huh? You can't feel this shit in the air, man. I mean, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in a while, so I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Bills. Uh, I was, you know, I think it'd be dope to see that, but man, that'd be tough. 14 points in Arrowhead, and you're assuming that Patrick Mahomes is 100. Oh, he's 100. This is with him 100. Patrick Holmes is going to have the longest day of his fucking career. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Okay. <laughs> and the Bills do beat them. They're going to have to be a high-scoring game. They're gonna That's have to why. It's gonna, you're going to have points. to outscore them, and the Bills are going to outscore them. And I think we saw that last week where Josh Allen what attempted 37 passes. They, they didn't really have that many runs. Their first design run. I mean, Zach Moss is still out. Devin Singletary is, and he's not explosive. Not that guy. Like so, but if, if you're if you're Kansas City and you see that as a defense, you're just saying okay. That's it, and that's the same thing that the Bills are looking on that side because 
Can't see he doesn't run the ball that well. I mean, Clyde's Edward Hilaire, he I don't think he's gonna be active for this game. Yeah, uh, too, so Le- Le'Veon good. Bell hasn't been Le'Veon yeah, Bell since he left Pittsburgh. Nope. <sighs> yeah. I mean they don't like they don't run the ball. They're not either either neither team is their running team. That's true. That's true. They either their drop back is gonna be at least thirty five to forty passes by each quarterback. I can see each quarterback attempting at least forty five passes. Yeah. Easily. At least. Easily, and it's gonna be probably about four hundred yards, three hundred and seventy five yards. So who do you, who do you have winning on record? The Bills will win if it is a high scoring game. If it's okay. a high scoring game, Kansas City will win. If it's under I don't I don't do over under, but if it's under mm-hmm. eighty points, then Kansas City Under eighty, yeah, like eighty is a high score. You're thinking in the forties? Okay, so under seventy points. I it's, you just can't say it's going but over seventy. But if you, let's say it gets into like both offenses aren't clicking, still a lot of passes, and let's say the final score is twenty four to twenty one or something like that. Can you like you can see the Bills still playing a tough nose game? I and think the out. Bills need to score more than twenty one points to win. They have to score at least thirty to thirty five points to win. That that's gonna be a tough. match. So you're going high scoring. I'm just gonna have to be. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game just based off how these teams. Uh, they're all their offenses work. Okay, everyone in Vegas, you heard you heard Kevin bet the over. Thirty four twenty, bro. 34-20 Bills. I think just predicting it, we still got a little ways to go before kickoff. I think the Chiefs are gonna make it thirty four twenty seven. I just see like a last second thing. I, I think it's gonna be close and then they're gonna pull away somehow, but I will say sorry, I will say one thing. The scary thing will be if the Bills jump up to fourteen oh lead. If if the Chiefs have to come back, that is that's going to be tough because the Chiefs these motherfuckers be scoring like twenty one points in like fucking three fucking possessions, which is disgusting. So I think the Bills have to like really. It's all about t- clock management, but still keeping your foot on the throat with these fools because Patrick Mahomes has shown that he could just make some shit fucking happen out of nowhere, and they have a lot of speed on that fucking offense. Yeah, yeah. they have a lot of speed. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's I think it's gonna be a really good game. Uh, this Sunday, I still think Green Bay. Both and sides are surprisingly honestly. This is both sides are going to be really good games. I think, but I just I'm picking and honestly, I, the I Packers think, and the Bills. I think not only that, but I think it's a matchup that fans want to watch. I think the ratings. I mean, it's obviously Championship Weekend, so the ratings are going to be high. But I mean, these are two really good yeah. teams. If it like, wasn't for the that, fan bases are big. Oh, Buffalo's been waiting wait, for this. Wait, I guess why you always want to win? Like, it is very big. Yeah, and they're going to go crazy. And I think also, can you just imagine if the Bills were to win it? The video footage, what happens in Buffalo, right? Oh, that yeah. Same night. Even during the midst of a pandemic, about six different, like, there's no subjects that are going to be breaking shit. Oh, they're going to be going crazy. Tables, How many tables break? Ta- oh, my God. Over 55. Like, I'm going to say 60, maybe. Because <laughs> I saw Dick Sporting Goods in Buffalo is selling tables just for people to jump on. But it's crazy. Think about it. Like, if it wasn't That's for that, stupid. if it wasn't for that Hell Murray, if it wasn't for DeAndre Hopkins dunking on the entire Bill secondary, and they win that game, they could have a record that's just as good as the Chiefs, and they could be hosting this. I mean, it's these teams are so evenly matched and so close. I, I think uh, they're the closest, like uh, offensively. I think they run pretty much the same style of offense. Yeah, I think the one thing that I will tease for our next show um, is if the Chiefs win and make it to a Super Bowl, I think we really need to start considering dynasty. Uh, you know, because they were one play short. Went to overtime against the Patriots, lost in the championship game in Kansas City. Next year, won the Super Bowl. And if they win again this year and go to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's, we got to start talking, is this Chiefs team a dynasty? But, again, that's a teaser. But the wait to see what happens on Sunday. Uh, real quick, also in the NFL, Phillip Rivers retires after 17 seasons. 
Six teams with the Chargers organization, most of those in San Diego. One in Indianapolis. As we said, he lost to the Buffalo Bills in the Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Phillip Rivers ranks fifth all-time with uh, passing yards and touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And I think the greatest thing, too, is like he has the second uh, most all-times in terms of starts. Uh, he didn't come in right away like Eli oh, Manning. Right. Consecutive starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't come in only behind Brett Favre. He didn't come in like a Ben Roethlisberger came in or an Eli Manning came in. He had to sit on the bench, wait his two years to see what happened with Drew Brees. And hey, wait your time. Wait, wait your time, and wait. We, we see what he did. He never. The biggest thing about Phillip is he only got to one AFC Championship game. Never made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, that will be his legacy. But it's bad you know, owner, though. Here's well, here's my here, bad owner. Thank you. Here's my cliche sports radio topic of the day. Will Philip Rivers be in the Hall of Fame? Not the first ballot. Ooh, no, I don't. Yeah, not first ballot. Not first ballot. He'll he'll, he'll get in eventually. He's not even the best player from his draft. That's that's the tough part. His numbers are better than Eli's and Ben's, but it's going to come down to they have to. His numbers zero. say he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, it yeah, says Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, but the but question is, when, how long will it take him? I right. think he'll have that one year where he'll be against some people that's like, eh, let me. Like, also, he never he was always a good good sport. Like, he never like was pissing anybody off. He's always no. just like he was a trash talker, but he never cursed and all that. Yeah, which is dang gun it, damn gun it. Like he's really religious, family oriented. Yeah, like, like it depends. Like if, if uh, Roethlisberger doesn't come back, Roethlisberger. If he doesn't come back next year. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna be eligible at the same time, and then Rossberg oh, will probably get in, no and Philip and no Philip probably have to wait. He'll, he'll have to wait. Yeah, Steelers championship. No, he has to wait. Yeah. Chargers, he has like, two. He has two. He has two. Eli has two. Philip never even made it to one. The closest he got was 07. Again, they had that team in 06. Eli gets it. Um, real quick, the thing that I saw on Twitter that blew my mind was some sports reporters were saying, should the Chargers have even drafted Philip Rivers? Uh, and instead taking Larry Fitzgerald. And I thought that was really interesting. Wow. Because hmm. they could have drafted Eli, traded him to the Giants, but then said, hey, give us Larry Fitzgerald instead of Phillip Rivers. And then you have Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, and Larry Fitzgerald. And how different does the league look again, if that, that happens? Drew Brees, again, butterfly again, effect. Again the, butterfly the most that butterfly player of all teams. Uh-huh. I mean, does Brady's run go on? There's too many questions to be answered. But uh, this has been the third installment of... We're done? Hey, I mean, what else we got? We got... You want to answer the questions or you want to... Oh, that's right. We... I almost forgot. Where are my manners? We got a special guest, Kevin Atkins, special expert, I would say. He's an expert, I would say, though. He's definitely an expert. Yeah, he is. I think, you know, he turns into this Dr. Phil type person when it comes to interracial relationships. Uh, advice. You, can you just tell people why. What makes you such an expert on this? I like white women. <laughs> and also, you are currently in a relationship with a white woman, and you now have a half white child. So we we had, a, get, we had a question last week about interracial relationships during today's social climate and all that shit. But that's besides the point. Somebody pretty much asked. I'm gonna pull the text up. What so, they got? What they got? How do you keep one going? Like what? What makes like what's the hardest things about being with a person who's not the same race as you? Uh, cultural differences, meeting the parents, yeah, all that type of stuff. I mean, just it just depends on like you know different ways you're raised and mm-hmm. 
prime example. She was raised in a household that doesn't have mansion furniture. And I was. <laughs> and that's the only issue that we have. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, black, hold on. Wait, that's, what not do you a, mean? that's not a black or white thing. I mean, uh, it just, I don't know. It just depends, like, uh, on the person. My, my girl, she's, I would say, more uh, involved in african-american culture than she was with her own culture from a certain standpoint mm-hmm. um you know, obviously that's why she's with me but, <laughs> but i mean i don't know it's just it's it's funny i was talking to my um one of my friends this girl's white and he says sometimes he feels guilty that he's with a white girl oh in yeah. certain situations especially when there's like a lot going on with black lives matter and i can understand and, that and, and, and any type of racial injustice there is a part of like Part of me and, and too, he said that uh, you kind of feel guilty. Like I should, I, I should be. You know, I get what you mean. Doing more. Or, so you have white guilt about dating no. a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it is like I understood what you were saying. It was like you almost feel like you're not putting on all the way for your own culture. You're not keeping your bloodline pure. To more or less, more or less, and it's one of those things where I mean. I, I struggled with or a lot earlier in a relationship or even sometimes like shit we watched 12 Years a Slave mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there looking like yo white man it's like fuck you you know yeah. it has nothing <laughs> to do with her it's the fact that she's it's white and I was like, like yeah you probably she's the first person you've seen like, yeah you, you probably you don't talk to me in the next 20 minutes you yeah. know I'm still kind of pissed off That's but so I weird. mean yeah just I don't know just well it depends on who the person is that you're mm-hmm. with not every interracial inter, interrelational relationship or whatever is going to be the same like not everybody comes from the same understanding she had a lot of understanding and insight to, mm-hmm. you know, black culture from a certain extent to what she's been exposed to. And that can't be said the same from, you know, a white girl from England or whatever. She's not going to understand. That's a good point. Because you know. it's different levels of white. Because I'm dating a Latina girl. Right. And we're completely different cultures. But it's like we're almost the same because we're both minorities. So we're both. Has she li- seen coming to America? No, not yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I do you speak Spanish? Like, so I don't speak Spanish, but I, I pick it up. I can I can understand to a certain extent. Oh, man, go stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can understand to a certain extent, but I think the big difference between like our couples, like one is white, one is black. So like one is marginalized and one is not technically marginalized. While me and my girl, we're both marginalized. So it's like we both have understanding. Like, oh, discrimination. We both understand. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. That's know? the best one difference that we have. The difference. One of our differences are. And then I guess the culture differences it, that varies person to person because yeah, everybody's be, raised a little bit differently. I like mean, her, her my, my girl's couches match. Is the black, you feel me? Yeah, <laughs> my girl couches match, so that's a little different. You know, I don't hey, know. Hey, that sh- that shit drive me up the wall. <laughs> that's so funny. That shit drive me. Up the a lot of candles over the couches, or they're they're they're, they're <laughs> like there's like definitely different things that like I'll she'll talk to me about them. I'm just like, what? I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you like? It's definitely it's it's culture things. It's just like it's different culture things that because unlike me, unlike black people, most most of us, we don't know our actual like culture background. All we know is what we've been raised with in America. Right. While she has like she's first generation here. Yeah, there's traditions that you have. So their family they know what it's like back there because right. they, they were there. Right. It's not like it's, it's this is firsthand story. So she tells me how like their family, like, oh, we did that. Was like, oh yeah, my mom would do all that. Like we don't do that. We, oh really? Yeah. We've always had this in our lives. Like yeah. we, never, we never came into this situation. We grew up in this country with these privileges, while you grew up in a different country with different privileges. Yeah. And but still, we're both minorities. So, like we we have a lot in common. It's just like 
but the culture things are big. I guess there's some. I guess there's some key components to the question you're asking. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up, you know, had, like Twelve Years a Slave coming to America. What are some movies that you just don't watch? Because I know for in, in the interracial, you know what's so funny. Uh, what's that movie? One Night in Miami. Ooh. It's about, it's about uh, oh, it's about uh, Malcolm Ali. X. Ma- Muhammad she was watching the movie so bad. I'm kind of like, I don't want to watch on it. Amazon Prime. I was like, that's that's gonna be a lot of a lot of Negro talk. Yeah. I, don't know I, to, I think that. I think the one that you gotta be careful for, and a lot of people don't think of this one, Zootopia. Mm. Watch out, Zootopia got a lot of racial undertones that people don't know about, and if you see it, it makes you uncomfortable. I've seen Zootopia. It was, it's a cartoon movie. Then, but what yes. was it about? Yes, everybody's segregated based on what type of animal they were. Okay, so Predator versus Prey. Obviously. And then most of the Predators were voiced by black and Latino actors. And most of, of the Prey were, you Small know. white women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a very, like, underlying no, thing. They ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> broke, don't fix it. But I think it's a, a lot, like, white girl, Latina girl. I'm, like, I know both your, your girlfriends. Uh, but when they listen to rap music. What happens when a song comes on that and that N word pops up? What happens? They singing it, you discourage okay. it. I'll go first with this one. So, <laughs> can, can she listen- say it in front of you and your friends? She doesn't say it in regards. She never say it. But um, she listens to a lot of reggaeton, and I'm telling you this right now, I don't understand what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> but when I translate that shit, that shit is wild. Bro. Like, like <laughs> you know, you can't censor it. You <laughs> can't censor it. But like, they don't, they don't say it. They, they might, they, when they say nigga, it's really the color black. Like they'll say negro. But like they, I rarely ever hear it personally. But also, it's all the mainstream. So I think they're too scared to do it mainstream. But when you translate their words, like my girl listens to that shit all the fucking time. Like all the fucking time is always Spanish. So I so I guess like the big thing here is what are the do's and don'ts of an interracial relationship? That's that's to be don't shit on their culture. Well, that but it depends on who's in the relationship. It's yeah. Everybody, I can't give advice on how your relationship should go. Yeah. I mean, the, the individuals in that relationship are going to act and mm-hmm. do what's comfortable to them. Try to embrace their culture. Well, see, I think that's a, that's the thing. It's like. Try to embrace their culture, but don't overreach. Well, it like depends if, on it if, depends if, on your culture, though. Like not well, everybody is like. If I was not, if I was dating a white girl, I'd be like, "Look, we're gonna have Thanksgiving with my family, extended family, mostly black. Don't try too hard with the with the mac and cheese. Well, like, let's start off with like, a nice Caesar but no, salad. But your, but your family wow like that. But you know why what I'm would saying? you not let, let her make the mac and cheese and put herself in that position? No, because she might want to. And, and there no, are no, some no, no, dudes. No, no. There no. are some dudes who be like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." No, oh, you're doing it with cashews. Yeah, babe, do you? And like, okay, first uh, off, uh, any dude that is separate. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to save y'all from stuff. <laughs> okay, so I think you have to because my girl comes time like, oh, "What should I bring?" I'm like, "Don't bring anything." Like, I tell her like, "It's nothing." Like, I get you want to bring something. But we're perfectly fine. And we I had to tell Lauren that one time. She at the house. She's like, "Oh, to make something." I was like, "For what?" Yeah, you can always so, bring so something. Same thing. I was like, "But this is good food." Oh, over so here. she brought pastries. I was like, "Okay, bring some pastries. That's fine." But I told her all the time. I was like, "You don't need to bring anything. Like, we have I all think, the food." Yeah, set. It was Thanksgiving, like three years ago, we went to my parents' house. She said, "Well, I, I want to make something." I was like, "Well, for what?" We got this on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Keith on the meats, like, on it's the sides. Covered. Then you make the mac and cheese. I don't need any deviation for what we normally yeah. have. It's set. You come to my house. I go to yours. Like, That's true. Yeah. I think for me, it's you know, don't don't shit on their culture. Respect their culture, but also allow them. That, that individual respects their culture. It depends on how culturally true. they are accepting to themselves. That's so, true. Like, you can't say like, oh, because he's black, he, you have to watch certain way when he doesn't even you know participate mm-hmm. in what we consider cultural norms. Right. Like you don't have to show up wearing kente cloth at family events when I don't even own a kente cloth. Like when they had that's the shit like he's like I don't know this bitch. She when they when they had all those lawmakers the lawmakers who were wearing kente cloth and every black person was like what are y'all doing like why Nancy Pelosi why 
Hey, take it a knee. You take it a knee. On, like on, on the tile floor. Yeah. You know they couldn't get up. That was like the biggest. That was the biggest thing. But I think it is great that we are seeing. We started the show talking about the inauguration. We do have our first interracial couple in the White House. And oh shit, that's right. I, it, I didn't even think about it like that. that we, we have our first, first interracial couple. couple that uh, has been acknowledged. <laughs> hey. you know, facts. Jefferson was facts. Asses yeah. off. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true, but it's only the beginning. I think. Like, oh, this is this is the the, the ceiling's almost about to break. You think so? I think it's. I'm sorry, I'm listen. I'm I'm hoping for the next twelve years, Kamala Harris will be in the White House. Four as vice president, eight as president. Okay. You know what? That would be a beautiful sentiment. But it's probably not gonna happen. Twelve years is a long time. Twelve years is a long time. I don't That's... think Joe's gonna make it this four years. Okay, well that doesn't. Oh <laughs> I don't <laughs> think Joe's gonna make it. It's. I don't think he's gonna you make give it. Joe two. Uh, maybe three and a half. No, well, I, I, well, I still. I think, he gonna stumble to the finish line. This is. Yo, this was this a whole setup. She gonna be president Kamala Joe, before the term over. I, I think Joe is just like the face of the presidency right now, but I think she's really run that shit. I, it's you know I didn't know she one and of those Obama Dick Cheney, were, George uh, Bush were uh, classmates at Harvard. Oh, right, I didn't know that either. Really? I did not know that. Oh, I do know that she is an AKA. My sister's an AKA. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the Skiwi, Skiwi. Oh, come on, no worries. <laughs> Probably should be sitting right now, right now. <laughs> pink and green, all that good stuff. But no, I, I think uh, it's only the beginning of politicians who are going to be in interracial relationships. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, we get to that point now. We saw Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete. You know, I open gay, gay marriage. We have a transgender second in the assistant health something now. So yeah, like, it's, it's slowly going to turn. I mean, it took about how many hundreds of years has it been? It took it to until now. No, yeah. I'm saying so. Maybe the next four hundred years we have you know? <laughs> four hundred years. Now, I don't think it'll be that long. I'm just by that <laughs> time it's going to be the real push is when we see the actual Congress faces change from not so old to younger. Two different colors. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. I think the old guard is starting to phase out slowly. Oh, they are. It's still, I mean, they got to die at some point. They're not on Twitter. Not Twitter. I, Jimmy Carter is still alive. Jimmy Carter still building houses. Wasn't at the yeah. inauguration. He, he could. Yeah, he, he can't can. be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he also, he's still building houses. Like, good yeah, for him. Yeah, first off, first off, have you seen how he builds houses? Hey, bro. bro he, he stand there, there and they pull, all right, drill. And he be drilling. Like, yeah, nigga ain't building. He's the same shit when I was in Alaska. They had to go build a house. That's what you do, little kids. We worked on the same house for two years. Little kids driving the car. You driving the car? He's not driving a goddamn car. At least he's out doing something. No, like, he out, he well, he's not he out for a walk. Out. He's out for his walk, he his daily walk. All right. I mean, because I see what has Bush been up to. He's still painting. No, first off, Bush got a compound, bro. In Texas. First of all, he's over here playing golf. Bush, no, Bush doing, doing the fuck he wanted to do. That's what he's doing. Well, that's what he was doing in the White House. No, he's like Dick Cheney. You got this. Like, no, just make Bush, my daddy proud. Bush is on a compound in Texas, just. And ranch. you know what's funny? He said every day that Trump was in office, his stock just gonna keep going up. Oh yeah, yep. he was voting like that's why he would the last three. He probably sit back like, ha! Like, yeah. Look at that. Just you didn't think it get worse than me, huh? Yeah. You didn't think yeah. it worse than me? Nah. And he oh, came my. out the edge like terrible. Like this motherfucker <laughs> came out said terrible. Yeah, like. he almost spit on the White House grass. Like, Ugh. Uh, uh, can't believe what he did with the place. <laughs> <laughs> grass was green when I was here. <laughs> we at least had some dudes who would cut that, but you oh, cut the whole border off. <laughs> Yeah, Bush is looking. History, history is gonna be real, real, real nice to Bush. I, I mean, I don't Compar- know about compared, re- I, comparative, comparative to, to Trump, and well, I mean, you gotta remember, like you're gonna forget. That's why this, you're gonna forget a lot of this stuff. The only thing, Bush nah, is, son, we don't, we don't, we don't, we remember that. that. Yeah. So twenty, thirty years from now, the major points from his reelection are gonna be the uh, 
the voter, uh, the whole Florida recount is going to be September 11th. Yeah. Yeah. The Florida May, recount May, May is Katrina. a mission. But I think mission accomplished. I think you got to put all that in there too. But like weapons of mass destruction, the mission Florida accomplished. The Florida recount is officially That's done. No one thinking yeah. the recount, like the recount. Remember fucking Trump, Florida, Kimball, none of that. Like, the recount thing is officially done with now. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, in a sense of we won't think about that anymore. I, honestly, because when you think about a recount now, you're thinking but about no, this one. No, I mean, first of all, it, there was never a recount when there actually was one and Gorby Bush. But I think the biggest thing with Gorby Bush is, like, Al Gore was the vice president and Bill Clinton was the president. Mm-hmm. They could have taken that nuclear route that Trump was trying to get Mike Pence but to do. Adults. And Gore and Gore and Clinton didn't do that. They had a successful, smooth transition of power. Mm-hmm. And that's something they, that they, they they're going to compare. Recount, and they said, all right, y'all count it. We didn't win. All right. Even uh, though they, you know, it, Jay was over there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's it, it can never be forgotten because it's always going to be there was a recount in a state his brother was governor. Which is like... Which he said on camera, we're going to get Florida. <laughs> like, yeah, I guarantee you're going to get Florida. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think, you know, his first 100 days, President Biden, uh, Madam Vice President, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. I'm very interested. Not only to see how much he gets done, but how much the media... Like gives him leeway because I think when Obama first came into office, there was some in like liberal circles that were like, "Hey, trying over this recession, first black president, like he's got a little bit of leeway." I think with Biden, it's like, "No, you've been in that, you've been in that space for eight years. So, you got a Senate with you, you got a uh, yeah. House with you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're like that that leash, and we want our stimmies, we we, we want so that's vaccines. That's what I'm talking about. He has to unify. As long as he unify, make make sure everybody's cool and happy." Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. That's yeah. what I'm supposed to say. Today, today to rejoice, but refocus because tomorrow I'm back don't on forget, his ass. Bro, don't forget Biden and Harris both signed the crime bill to put a lot of niggas in jail for no reason. That's very true. That's very that's true. That's, that's a, we could do a whole episode on that one. But I'm telling you right now, I'm back on the streets tomorrow protesting against this motherfucker. So. Well, where can people follow the show and where okay. can people follow you to see you protesting and out there for all the social uh, mm-hmm. justice that we're still fighting? Okay, so to follow the show is the E-Rose Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's on Instagram and Twitter. To follow me personally, which you definitely should be doing, it's VIC underscore GW four O's and three D's. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Sheehan or on Instagram at chill underscore Kurt 89. Kev, where can people find you? They can't. I was going to say, I knew I, I knew it was coming. Something. I was I like, he's incognito. This is some funny shit right now. It even took us a while to find his Twitter page, and he's on the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got Twitter too. Nigga. Yeah, exactly. He mad at us for not including him in Twitter, but we can never find him. He don't even use it. Yeah. His old quote. I searched first, middle, last, all the governments can't find him on Twitter or social media. Oh, yeah, search the visitor. Yeah. See? A little sneak there, guys. A little sneak there. Maybe another episode coming on Saturday. Really preview NFL. Uh, no, Saturday's a fight. Saturday. Oh, that's right. We gotta get to the fight. Should we do it after, after the fight? We should do it after the fight. If if Kevin can do it after the fight, Ooh, our UFC expert here probably be absolutely one hundred percent wasted. Oh, Ooh, even, better. Even, better, even better, guys. Even, even better. better. We have three out of the four with us. We are going to continue to give you guys this show, the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Find us on Spotify and I found like on the podcast app on iTunes, but we're not on the iTunes store just yet uh, and Apple Music. But soon we will be there. We're trying to get verified, so stick with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until next time, you guys stay safe. And Victor, tell them what they should be doing. Uh, Wearing a fucking mask. There we go. We'll see you guys next time. How long was that? Hour 10? Hour 20? Hour 15. Okay. That was good.
It's because that question came in and that shit. 